Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Dr. Esther Sternberg's father survived a Russian concentration camp, immigrated to Canada, and became a pioneer of nuclear medicine. She tells this story. I was very small, probably in first or second grade, and I was sitting at breakfast with my father outside on the terrace. He used to read while he ate breakfast, and there was probably a mystery story propped up against his coffee mug. And he looked up from his book. It was early spring. He looked at me, and he said, listen to the sounds of peace. I had no idea what he meant. All I could hear was a dog barking and the pock pock of a tennis ball at the courts across the street and the birds chirping. I only understood many, many years later that he was only about 10 years away from the war, from World War II. Esther Sternberg continues, and my mother, too, she and her siblings had escaped literally in the last moments when the trains were leaving Romania and Germany. So we'd be washing the dishes, you know, after dinner, and we really couldn't see the sunset from our house, but you could tell it was going to be a beautiful sunset. So we'd all drop everything, and my father would drive us to the top of the hill where the University of Montreal is, and we'd sit and look at the sunset. My parents explicitly instilled in me the knowledge that we should look, hear, smell, touch everything in our environment and savor it. They actually said to me a number of times, especially about the sunset, look at it as if it's your last. Dr. Sternberg grew up to be an immunologist who specializes in the ways in which we can be healed by our surroundings, by sights, sounds, smells, places, healed even by memories of these experiences, tapping in to our brain's own internal pharmacies. Her most recent book is entitled Healing Spaces, The Science of Place, and well-being. Healing professionals have always known that when a patient begins to show interest in something beyond their illness, healing has begun. In 1984, environmental psychologist Roger Ulrich conducted a study he called the view from a window. Controlling all the other variables, he randomly assigned hospital patients to bed with either a view of a brick wall or a view of a grove of trees. And then he studied how much pain medication they required and how long they had to stay in the hospital. You know the outcome. 
on average, patients who looked out on the grove of trees were in less pain and left the hospital a day earlier. Why not put the individual who needs to heal into the most healing environment, asked Dr. Sternberg, where they have positive emotional memories and there are light and color and beautiful sounds and social supports. When the stress response is not activated, she explains, patients are likely to release anti-pain molecules and dopamine molecules of reward that will allow them to heal. Do the maximum that you can, she counsels, with things like medication and yoga and prayer and meditation to help amplify these pathways in the brain that we know ultimately can help the immune system to do its job. Dr. Sternberg notes that we know we love beauty. It doesn't occur to us to complain that, say, hotel rooms with a view are more expensive. But what's important, what we might not know, is that beauty is actually nourishing and uplifting and restorative. Sometimes after dinner, maybe when the family wasn't piling into the car to go watch the sunset, Esther Sternberg's father would take the Bible down from the shelf and read the 23rd Psalm out loud. He wasn't a particularly religious man, but he loved especially those opening lines. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. There it is, such an evocative word painting. We can see that healing place that the psalmist describes. Dr. Sternberg says, if illness and health are nouns, then healing is a verb. A living being is constantly repairing itself against all of these different insults at a molecular level, at a cellular level, and at an environmental level. We are, she says, healed by beauty. Our souls are restored by beauty. And memory of place is a key to accessing beauty in our life. She says the hippocampus is a part of the brain that specializes in the memory of place. It integrates all of the incoming sensory signals from the visual cortex, the auditory cortex, and the olfactory bulb. And the hippocampal cells are actually called place cells because they tell you where you are in the world. From a neuroscience point of view, we do have this internal place that we can go to. You don't need to go offline, she continues. I mean, your brain's line, not the computer line. You don't have to go offline for a very long time to reset. If you feel your stress level mounting and you just look at the trees, listen to the birds, quiet for a few moments, or if you just turn within and imagine your healing place, 
You can bring down your stress level. You can titrate it. You can actually teach yourself to go offline to have that shift into a relaxation mode on a moment-to-moment basis. You can go to a place that helps you, a healing place. And then you can go back and focus on whatever it was you were doing. To do good work in the world and to really deepen spiritually, we need a way to be restored. Each of us carries the experience of beautiful places within us. If we can't go to them, we can bring them to us in our mind's eye. We can go to our places of refuge and healing. Dr. Sternberg's work asks a really important question of those of us, all of us, on a spiritual path. What are our healing places, our places of beauty and peace? In July of 1845, Henry David Thoreau moved to Walden Pond to see, he said, if I could not learn what it had to teach and not when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. For the rest of his life, whether he was there in body or only in spirit, Walden was his healing place. Of all the characters I have known, perhaps Walden wears best, he writes. It is unchanged, the same water which my youthful eyes fell on. All the change is in me. It has not acquired one permanent wrinkle after all its ripples. It struck me again tonight as if I had not seen it almost daily for more than 20 years. Why, here is Walden Pond, the same liquid joy and happiness to itself and its maker and to me. 24 years later, in June of 1869, Naturalist and Sierra Club founder John Muir headed into the Sierras for the first time, and he wrote, we are now in the mountains, and they are in us. Kindling enthusiasm, making every nerve quiver, filling every pore and cell of us. Our flesh and bone tabernacle seems transparent as glass to the beauty about us as if truly an inseparable part of it, thrilling with the airs and trees, streams and rocks in the waves of the sun, a part of all nature, neither old nor young, sick nor well, but immortal. Just now, I can hardly conceive of any bodily condition dependent on food or breath anymore than on ground or sky. Kim and I also love these places, Walden Pond, Yosemite. And I love the way that even if I'm far away, even surrounded by a crowd at a noisy street corner, I can be there. 
The pond and the mountains and so many beautiful places are in each of us. Where are your Walden or Yosemite? Where do you go, literally or figuratively, where do you go for beauty to restore your soul? Irish poet and philosopher John O'Donohue wrote, when you beautify your mind, you beautify your world. You learn to see differently. In what seemed like dead situations, secret possibilities and invitations begin to open before you. In old suffering that held you long paralyzed, you find new keys. When your mind awakens, your life comes alive, and the creative adventure of your soul takes off. Passion and compassion become your new companions. As Saint Arrhenius said in the second century, the glory of God is in the human being fully alive. Beloved spiritual companions, may we listen, look, smell, taste, touch, and fill our lives with a vivid store of beauty. When we beautify our minds with places of refuge and healing, we beautify our world and make ourselves strong, nourished and uplifted and restored for good work in the world. May beauty and passion and compassion be our companions. May we be fully alive. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.